Hey there faculty and students and happy Friday. I thought I'd take this opportunity to update you on our three-year MD program. We've had previous podcasts on our accelerated path to the MD uh, in February where I interviewed Manas Das about some design concepts. And then again in July when I attended the national meeting virtually of the CAMPP and got to talk to successful programs and learn along other schools that were intending to build a program similar to ours. Those of you who are involved with VISTA planning and curriculum building know that we have plans to concomitantly roll out this accelerated program along with our new VISTA curriculum. And so that means the first learners will be entering in August of 2022. Now, we do not have a situation, we're not intending to have a program where they apply as part of their medical school application, but rather they'll come start medical school and we will advertise and recruit during that first semester here. So over the course of that first semester, it will be recruitment, application, and selection. I'm going to give you a high-level overview of the timeline in the planning and the sequence that we've developed for this accelerated pathway, and then we'll go back and look at things in more detail. But I want to remind you that we are opting to build a three-year pathway to MD because many learners are capable of that. And so if as we talk about customization and individualization of learning, just like some learners take five years for medical school um, and are a little bit slower than that four-year track, some are faster, but also it benefits students because there's statistically less, or I should say significantly less debt for somebody who's graduated from a three-year program versus a four-year program. We also feel that the mission of our accelerated program is to meet the needs of the Commonwealth. And so we're partnering with generalist um, disciplines in order to amplify the, the um, number of generalists that are ready to serve the healthcare system at large, but specifically here in Massachusetts. So that high-level overview of the timeline, I mentioned that that first semester, learners are going to be recruited to the program, learning about the program, and we will start the selection process. When they return from their winter break during the second semester, that will be all about additional augmentation activities. And again, we'll circle back in a minute. The first summer is really critical for an accelerated learner because they'll be participating in, at our program, a boot camp and their family medicine clerkship. They'll then return to their traditional pathway uh, with their traditional pathway peers to um, participate in their regular MS2 block-based classes, but they'll be continuing some of those augmentation activities that we talked about. Their third year is right alongside with their traditional track peers, but remember they've completed their family medicine clerkship here. And then their advanced studies phase, which we think will be named the horizons phase in the VISTA curriculum, will be somewhat shortened so that they'll be participating in um, some essential rotations, which we'll talk about in a minute. But remember, they're also starting that fourth year phase just a bit earlier. So let's back up and talk about um, that second semester. So after the learners return in January, they've been selected for uh, the accelerated program. And I'll remind you that we're partnering with four of our UMass residency programs, internal medicine, 
family medicine, psychiatry, and pediatrics. Um, and so those residency programs will have uh, a big say in that application process, in the materials that we recruit learners with, and in the selection of who the final candidates will be. And our program's gonna start small. We're estimating somewhere between five and eight learners in the first iteration, but hopefully with success, that number will grow over time. So during that second semester, the spring semester of the MS1 year, augmentation activities will occur for these accelerated learners. We have the option of doing these on Mondays or Fridays because remember that's protected student study time for our traditional pathway candidates. Not all Mondays will be available. Some are going to be utilized for pathway-related activities. Not all Fridays will be available. Some of that will be utilized for reviews as we approach the examinations at the end of blocks. But there is uh, there are plenty of Mondays and Fridays uh, to conduct this augmentation curriculum for our our three-year MD candidates. And so what's going to go during the augmentation activities? Now, remember our first <clears throat> toll gate, if you will, is that boot camp and the family medicine clerkship in, in the first summer. So our augmentation activities are going to be designed to maximize success during that first summer. And so that includes biomedical teaching from the blocks that they haven't had yet that are planned for the MS2 phase of the curriculum. So that's cardiology, respiratory, urinary, and endocrine and reproductive. So those are very important to a successful family medicine residency. And so we'll be utilizing concepts, objectives, and materials for high-yield learning from those blocks. Additionally, these augmentation sessions, afternoon sessions, will, will involve high-yield clinical skills to build on the exposures they've already had during their first year, the first half of their first year even, where they will have participated in LPP and physical diagnosis and a few hospital sessions already. So they aren't totally naive to the clinical world, um, but once they've been accepted into the program, they will switch their longitudinal preceptor to their residency site so they can begin that alignment. So those augmentation activities are designed to build up to that first summer, um, which is a, an intensive boot camp and the family medicine clerkship. So the boot camp will continue these types of augmentation activities that we think are very high yield, um, just as described for the Monday and Friday afternoon activities. And then additionally, there will be some intensive clinical training um, including some clinical competency evaluation early on to identify areas where we need to do some intensive um, work to get them ready for the family medicine boot camp, uh, but also at the end so that we can uh, ensure for our family medicine partners that we are providing them with a learner who is meeting certain standards before they participate in the family medicine clerkship. Um, and so, again, there will be training, but there's also going to be this competency assurance um, and evaluation sequence that will go on during the boot camp. The family medicine clerkship will be conducted much in the way that it's done during our link curriculum. So that means uh, a sequential number of weeks at a, at a site with a specific preceptor. I mention this because, as you'll hear in a minute, um, our four-year VISTA learners will have family medicine redesigned to be a longitudinal experience in the new curriculum, but that is not true for our accelerated learners. They'll be doing their clerkship in family medicine over the summer in a concentrated fashion, just like we do it now in LINK. 
they will still need to pass the same tests and um, demonstrate the same competency that we expect of our family medicine clerks in the third year. When they return from that first intensive summer, they'll rejoin their four-year colleagues to participate in the M2 sequence of cardiology, respiratory, urinary, and repro-endo blocks uh, for their biomedical training, and their augmentation activities will continue. But now the focus shifts because they have completed that first summer of clinical learning, and now they'll turn their attention to their residency sites. So much of these augmentation activities in the second year will be designed and conducted uh, at their residency sites, um, at and at least with the collaboration from the residency sites, um, <clears throat> when they are not. So that alignment between UME and GME is being even further tightened during this second year of medical school. So third year, they're participating with their traditional track peers, rotating through clerkships in thematic sections. In the new redesigned VISTA third year curriculum, I've got to explain a few things. There are four thematic sections and some new couplings. Uh, OB and PEDS are together in one, internal medicine and a prolonged family medicine experience is in another, surgery and radiology is in another thematic section, and then um, psychiatry and neurology are in the fourth section. And each of these 12-week sections has a dedicated four-week block of ambulatory time. This ambulatory time includes one week from the associated clerkships, one to two weeks of family medicine, which remember is being conducted longitudinally in the VISTA curriculum, and then one to two weeks of flexible professional experiences. I won't get into the details here. You're going to hear more about this in an upcoming podcast next week. But it is important to know that note this because our accelerated learners have already completed their family medicine clerkship in a concentrated fashion during that first summer. And so they're going to have one to two weeks every block where they've completed the curriculum and they can actually return to their residency site for their continuity clinic, which will again further their clinical skills, um, reinforce the continuity at that site, and help them develop a network of mentorship and support at that residency clinic where they're eventually going to matriculate as an accelerated graduate. <clears throat> they're also going to finish this exploration phase or the clerkship phase four weeks earlier than their peers, and they'll immediately start their fourth year at this time. We'll talk about fourth year in a second, but I want to pause here to talk about step two because these third year students will need to take step two about halfway through their third year in order to certify for the match on time. We have designed a rotation sequence for these learners that we think maximizes possible study time without slowing down their progress through third year. This sequence allows step two to be placed in December, um, and our thinking here is to have the surgical rotation during that block that abuts winter break because the surgical block actually has the um, longest FPE time. And so the FPE time, the, the family medicine clerkship time, which our learners have already done in the accelerated curriculum, and then winter break um, allows the most possible time, up to five weeks, to prepare for step two. More on that to come. So as I mentioned, they'll be starting the last phase uh, of their 
medical school experience earlier than their four-year counterparts, um, and they'll have a little bit of time before graduation to complete some fourth-year rotations. And so we are still deciding which ones those will be, but I think everyone's in agreement that an acting internship will need to be conducted in the emergency room experience, which at UMass is the emergency clinical problem solver rotation. There's also some discussion about um, elective or possibly a critical care experience for these learners as well. So I hope that update was helpful for all of you as we continue to design our accelerated or three-year MD program. We have uh, an overarching work group, two sub-work groups led by Stacy Potts for the boot camp and family medicine clerkship and Mark Vining for the augmentation activities, um, which are uh, hard at work designing and implementing um, and uh, populating the content for uh, all of that curriculum. So we will keep you updated as a community. Um, and we encourage you to reach out if you have questions or any interest in participating. Thanks so much. And until next week, have a wonderful weekend.